power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. If you are in church today and you are not 65 or 70 years old, come on, come on, come on. Are you? Oh, come on. Are you at fire rally or you are at a different event? How many of you are ready to receive from God? You see, it's one thing to attend a conference. It's one thing to attend a seminar. It's good to attend a workshop. But another thing to attend a rally. Hallelujah. I don't know if you've ever heard of a rally where people were calm. And people were gentle. And people did not say anything. Usually at the rallies, there is excitement. There is shout. There are readiness in the hearts of people. If you are ready like I'm ready. Ah! I don't know what you are expecting, but I said God is in the house. Uh, maybe you didn't hear me right. Uh, I said God is in the house uh, to do something new in your life today. Come on, give the Lord a good shout. No, no temptations. Hallelujah. Yeah, today I'm. Um, very calm and collected hallelujah yeah, i'm very gentle today now there is a set man of god look at your neighbor and say neighbor look at and say neighbor neighbor are you ready to receive from the man of god god says believe in me and believe in my prophet also do you believe that there is a prophet in the house today? Oh. <laughs> See, if you are excited like I'm excited, with the resounding applause and the excitement of people who are young and ready, let's welcome my father. Let's welcome our father, Dr. Leslie Wakupong. Come on, you can do better than that. Just begin to charge up your spirit. Lift up your voice. Come on. Can I have the prayer people up here quick? Ravazato Kamahata. Shale Rehezete Kedanahata. Zeledede. Rabakola Baha. Sadabahata. Come on. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Zehetakaba. Rodododobo Sabakata Bahata. Beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. 
But you must enter the realm of the spirit tonight. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say tonight. I enter the realm of the spirit. Of the spirit. I enter. I enter the realm. The realm of the spirit. Of the spirit. Maybe you came here with something on your mind. Maybe you came here with a certain problem on your mind. But you are leaving that realm of problems. You are leaving that realm of worries. And you are entering the realm of the spirit tonight. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say tonight. Tonight. I enter. I enter the realm. The realm of the spirit. Of the spirit. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Say I enter. I enter the realm. The realm of the spirit. Of the spirit. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Begin to catapult yourself. Begin to shift yourself. Begin to move yourself. Begin to relocate yourself. Tonight we declare the atmosphere open. We declare the heavens open. And we declare that the word of God is having free cause to operate in our lives. Thank you Lord. The glory Father, the glory Son, the glory Holy Spirit. In Jesus most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we put our hands together mightily for the Lord. And if your voice is yours, can you add a shout of praise to it? Hallelujah. You may take your seats. Wow. How many of you feel the shift already? Oh my. There is a shifting in the atmosphere. And there is a shifting in your life as well. There is a shifting in your destiny as well. There is a shifting in your ministry. There is a shifting in your career. There is a shifting in your business. 
There is a shifting in your academics. B's are turning into A's. Oh, if you believe it, give the Lord a shout of praise. F's are prohibited. It's only A's we want. Hallelujah. We thank God for tonight. Let's appreciate the man of God who led us in a time of worship once again. Awesome time of worship. We bless God. Tell the one sitting next to you, don't be in a hurry tonight. You see, there are some people who are dressing up right now, shining their shoes, putting on nice perfume, and they are ordering an Uber, and they are going to the nightclub to go and shake their bodies and to sweat and to contract demons and to get drunk with alcohol but we have come to the presence of God hallelujah we will not be drunk with wine but we will be drunk with the Holy Ghost in fact tonight's service is going to end on a serious praise note hallelujah it's going to end on a joyous note and when we get to that time I don't want to see gentility in the house all the dancing skills you have in your wardrobe all the dancing skills you have in your closet they must come out tonight in fact the truth is that tonight I don't feel like preaching I just want to pray and worship and praise PWP <laughs> but tonight's word is for that person who has suffered a setback before It's for somebody who has had some shock in life before. It's for somebody who feels he or she is not where he's supposed to be. Tonight, my prayer for you is that if you have lost the will to fight on for something, after this message, may the spirit of the warrior be awakened in you once again. Anything you feel the enemy has stolen from you, Anything you think you have lost in the past, even time that you have wasted in the past, after tonight, there's going to be a recovery in your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Tonight, I'm speaking to you on what I've entitled Pursue, Overtake, and Recover All. Somebody say, Pursue, say, Overtake, say, Recover All. After tonight, there will be no stolen goods of yours in the house of the devil. Hallelujah. How many of you have suffered a setback in life before? It's like something just happened that you didn't expect. It's like, this is not what I, I expected it to be. Setback. But the prophetic word for you tonight is that your comeback will be greater than your setback. In fact, your comeback will embarrass your setback. Where when we see your comeback, your setback looks like an embarrassment. If you believe that it's your person, shout yes. Shout yes. Oh, I can't hear you. Shout yes. Your comeback will embarrass your setback. Pursue. Overtake. Recover. For some people, their setback is 
bouncing. What a shock. Say, what a shock. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about people who have different levels of setback. There are people who are trying to recover. Setback. Bouncing. I was telling somebody recently that you see the, the Christian sisters when they are doing that eh? when you ask a sister out or you want to enter a relationship with a, a Christian sister and she tells you I'm going to pray about it and four months down the line five months down the line six months down the line no answer there are three possibilities today I'm going to reveal those three possibilities say three possibilities <laughs> possibility number one <laughs> possibility number one is that she is genuinely not sure but most of the time, that is in the minority of cases. No, the truth is that if the ladies will be very honest, most of the time when the person asks, if it is yes, you have an like you, you have an inkling. Am I am I lying or am I telling the truth? You, you, that's, there are a few people who are genuinely confused, like genuinely confused. That's possibility number one. Possibility number two is that they don't like you. But they respect you too much and they don't know how to say no. Hey, today I'm revealing secrets. <laughs> they respect you too much to look into your face and say no. That's possibility number two. And then number three, which is in majority of the cases. They are considering you but there are others and you are not number one on the list. I've said it. They are waiting to see if number one will open their mouth and say something. If you are lucky and you are not number two and you are number four or something, they will keep you waiting, keep you waiting. They will say they are praying, they are praying. Look, when you are praying about such a thing, there are two answers God will give. You either say, say yes. Or you say, say no. Two word sentence. You think it will take God six months. Is God a stammerer? So when he wants to say, 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 six months. Our God is not a stammerer. You are trying to give him another attribute that doesn't belong to him. The God does stammer it. Jehovah's Tamar. When they give you the I'm going to pray thing, ah, somebody came to me and said she says she's going to pray. How long has she prayed about the thing? He said, Oh, it's like five months. I said in my head, Yet the Jehovah's Tamar now here. I it. Jehovah's Tamar. The Lord is stammering to give you an answer. But tonight you recover from every setback in the name of Jesus. Shall we have 1 Samuel chapter 30? And the verse number 1. 1 Samuel chapter 30. And the verse number 1. Let's start reading from verse 1.
He said, and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burnt it with fire. Next. And he had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept. Say, and wept. Say it again, and wept. Until they had no more power to weep. Next. And David's two wives were taken captives. Ahinoam the Jezreelites and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. Next. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the law. Somebody say David encouraged himself in the law. Next. And David said to Abiathar the priest Ahimelech's son I pray thee bring me hither the effort and Abiathar brought hither the effort to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Everybody say, Recover all. Lift up your hand and say, I shall recover all. Say, I shall recover all. I shall recover all. Hallelujah. David and his men were on a victory road. They were winning battle after battle after battle. Just like it happens in our lives sometimes. When you are on a high, spiritually you are on a high. Everything just seems to be working. And then suddenly something out of the blue just hits you. A certain setback just comes and hits you. And it's like, what just happened? Things suddenly don't happen the way you predicted it to be. How you envisage the thing to be, the thing just doesn't go that way. And it's like a setback. And this is what David and his men had suffered. They had won victory after victory and victory after victory. One day they were taking it easy and suddenly these Amalekites came and invaded their camp in Ziklag, took women away, took children away, took goods away. And the Bible said when they came and saw what the enemies had done, they lifted up their voices and wept until they had no strength in them. There is a difference between crying and weeping. When you are crying, you can cry quietly. Have the handkerchief and be dabbing the tears. But when somebody is weeping, they are crying at the top of their voices. They are literally wailing. And the Bible said David and his men wept until they had no more strength in them. A setback. They came to the camp and looked and they said, what a shock. What has happened here? What just happened here? We have been defeating other armies, probably more difficult opponents. Even Goliath had killed him. How come these Amalekites have just snuck in behind us and they've come to take our goods, they've come to take our children, they've come to take our wives. And the Bible said they wept until they had no strength in them. The first point I want to make to you is that when you suffer a setback, or when something goes wrong in your life 
sometimes it's okay to weep hallelujah it is okay to weep some of the strongest and greatest men in the bible we have records of them weeping even jesus christ when lazarus died the bible said and jesus wept." the shortest verse in the bible which even if you don't know bible grab that one you should be able to quote Jesus, the son of God himself, with all his anointing, with all his power, he felt the emotion, he felt the loss, and he lifted up his voice and wept. And so sometimes it is okay to weep. Because the truth is that when you weep, it releases some of the stress. Some people did some tests on tears, and they realized that tears actually contain some of the stress hormones. The stress hormones that will cause diabetes, the stress hormones that will cause hypertension and all those things, some are found in tears. So as you release them, you reduce your stress levels. Hallelujah. So it is okay to weep. The problem is when you weep for too long and when you let the weeping endure for too long. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I came to tell somebody, even though it's okay to weep, don't stay in a place of weeping. Don't stay in a place where you are bathing yourself and swimming in, in a pool of self-pity. Weeping may endure for a night, but you must snap out of it quickly and let the joy of the Lord begin to speak in your life. They what until they had no strength. Sometimes people try to play strong. You see, tears are such that when you keep it and keep it and keep it, it will come out at the wrong time. Sometimes it's best to go and hide and weep out. And when you come, you make your face straight as if everything is fine. David what? And the interesting thing is that the Bible says the people he was with sought to stone him. I just don't understand this. We've all suffered the same thing. All of us, our wives have been taken. Our children have been taken. Our ghosts have been taken. We've all suffered the same thing. Why is it that you want to stone your leader? That is how some people can be very insensitive when it comes to their leaders, especially spiritual leaders. Some people think pastors are superhuman. They don't have feelings. They don't have emotions. So sometimes when you expect the pastor or that leader or, or your fellowship president or your church president to come through for you in a particular situation and the person is not able to do it, we tend to point fingers, point hands. Have you ever asked yourself, what is that man also going through? What is that woman also going through? What battles are these people also fighting on the quiet? You see a lot of men of God and they look so strong. Only heaven knows the things they are fighting and the things they are dealing with. But they have to sacrifice and be strong for you. And this is exactly what the people were doing. They've all suffered the same thing. They've all had a setback. They've all had losses. But they wanted to stone their leader. And I believe at that point, David was so discouraged. That's like how sometimes some pastors can get discouraged. Some men of God and women of God can just get discouraged. 
But I like what the Bible said. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. After you have worked for a while, you need to find some source of encouragement. And David chose to encourage himself. Not in men, not in women, not in friends. Because the people who are surrounded him wanted to stone him. He didn't have anywhere else to turn but to encourage himself in the Lord. And I want to submit to you that the best place to get encouragement is from the Lord himself. Sometimes when we are down, when things haven't gone the way we want things to go, when there is a setback, exams results don't go the way you want it to go. Ministry doesn't go the way you want it to go. Things that don't just go the way we want them to go and we are down, we tend to seek solace in the wrong things. Some of you, it is the time that you are down, that is when you look for the phone number of that Amalekite boy, that unbeliever boy, that Luciferian boy. That is when you look for his phone number and you want to start chatting with him and you know the moment he says, Hi, babe. Your heart begins to beat and your defenses are down. The next time you are arranging a meeting somewhere to numb the pain with whatever it is that you are going to do. May the Lord have mercy upon you. We seek solace in the wrong things. For most people, there will be certain sins overcome them the most in the times that they are down. That is because you seek to find encouragement and solace in that thing that you do that you think is pleasurable. So you want to numb the pain temporarily, but I came to tell you that these things will just be temporary. The guilt plus the trouble that hasn't even been dealt with, which is causing you the pain, will come together and even cause you to sink further. So the best place to encourage yourself is to encourage yourself in the Lord your God. Look, David couldn't have relied on the people that were around him. The people wanted to stone him. And so he had to lift up his eyes unto Jehovah himself and encourage himself in the Lord. It gets to a point where you must take the battle into your own hands. It gets to a time when you must take a destiny into your own hands. You don't look to your left or to your right or to who is in front of you or who is behind you. You deal with God himself. You engage God himself. You are the one that are in the situation. You know the pain. Even Jesus Christ, on the night that he was going to be crucified, he was trusting that his apostles, three apostles, trusted apostles, were going to stay and pray with him in the garden of Gethsemane. I always tell my church people that look when it comes to Jesus' followers there was the 120 among the 120 there was the 70 among the 70 there was the 12 among the 12 there was the 3 and among the 3 there was the one self-appointed one that Jesus loved so there was a hierarchy and these three were at the very top of that hierarchy of people Jesus trusted when the day of tribulation the day of trial the day of pain came he was expecting that these people would travel with him in the garden of Gethsemane. He went, prayed, came back, and the people were asleep. And I say, I understand why those people were sleeping. Because they had just had supper. They had just finished having their Lord's Supper. And the supper we are talking about is not this communion thing that we do. Where you have some representative small wafer bread. That you put on your tongue and you drink some couplet of wine. 
those people ate proper supper that thing we give for communion if it is given to you as supper are you sure you can sleep do you know what we call ingetingete it will catch you in the middle of the night you wake up with bobomiasis you'll be shaking like that so what we are doing is like a joke compared to what, if we want to do the thing let's do it well hallelujah yeah one of these days the communion you must bring loaves of bread you know freshly baked bread if you like fry some egg and add to it and instead of those small pediatric cups of wine bring some chilled vimto add some ice cubes and say today we shall break bread And when you eat supper, the next thing you want to do is to sleep. So they were in their rights. They were within their rights. They weren't expecting a prayer meeting after supper. So they were sleeping. Jesus went, came back, went, came back, went three times. He said, ah, couldn't you even wait with me for one hour? So they said, oh, oh, master, we are sorry. We are sorry. You will pray, we pray. Came back, sleeping. Came back. Sleeping. He said, no, let me leave these people. The crown of thorns is not theirs to be put on the head. The lashes that are going to come, it is not their backs that are going to be bruised. It is not their beard that is going to be plucked out. It is not their hands that will suffer the nails. It is not their feet that will be pierced. It is not their sides that will be pierced. It is my crown of thorns. If they are my nails, the, the spear is mine. That pain and that tribulation is mine. And so let me turn my back from these people and let me go into the deeper part of the garden and begin to agonize and engage God for myself. And the Bible said Jesus Christ prayed to the point where the sweat on his face became like droplets of blood. I pray that somebody will catch that spirit. Where when you have asked somebody to pray with you on a matter, and you ask a person, have you been praying? And the person says, no, I forgot about it. You will not get angry with the person, but you will understand and you will take your destiny into your own hands. You will take your destiny into your own hands. You will take the matter into your own hands. You turn to the wall and face God, negotiate with God, hold on to the horns of the altar until you begin to see a change. Christians of today are too dependent. Looking for the next sharpest prophet somewhere to give them a word. May you come to the point where your spirit man is grown enough that you will hear a word for yourself. Where your spirit man is sharp enough that you will hear the voice of God crystal clear. Where you will see dreams, where you will see visions where you have prophetic impressions and your soul and your spirit and your body will be shocked to hear the express instructions of God for your life. If you come and ask me, man of God, pray for me that I'll get a beloved. There's a big likelihood that I'll forget to pray. Because me, I left that realm a long time ago. I don't feel what you feel. I've forgotten what it feels like to be single. Hallelujah. But you know how it feels like. When on Valentine's Day, your roommate comes with flowers. When your roommate comes with a white rabbit in a red bow tie. When your roommate is, is putting up status and talking about bae and talking about my sweetheart and you are there and you don't even have a bitter language to say you have a sweetheart. are flaunting their relationships in front of you you know that that's the time you have tachycardia 
your heart is beating they say love rejoices in the right it doesn't rejoice in the wrong but sometimes some small envy and small jealousy comes in in this day and age of social media there is pressure that day I read somebody's status. He said, the day I post my bay, the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the lame will walk, and Satan shall repent. Shout it! Say pressure. This one, if you post the bay and he is not fine, have hyped for nothing but I say beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder huh? you may see and say ah who is this pressure you know how it feels so the best person to encourage you is to encourage yourself in the law that is why God came in the form of Jesus Christ a human being the Bible said he was tempted in every way he is not foreign to your infirmities. He's not foreign to your feelings. Every temptation you think you've gone through, Jesus went through it. But yet he was without sin. So he knows exactly how it feels to be rejected. Because he said what? He was a man acquainted with sorrow and associated with grief. You are looking for accommodation. You are not getting. You are depressed. He said foxes have holes. Birds have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He has been there before. I never saw Jesus having a beloved. I never saw him going to visit a woman and going to give her flowers or anything like that. So he's the best person to speak to because he, he was in that situation. He, 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 he felt what you felt. He, he knows what you feel. The best person to speak to is Jesus Christ. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes we put our trust in the arm of flesh. Oh, this man has the connections to help me. This man knows somebody who knows somebody. This man knows the CEO of a company. But we forget that we have the CEO of the entire universe. As our father, he is the one who watches over us jealously. We are the apple of his eye. We quickly forget God and we put our trust in the arm of flesh. So if you don't have connections, what will you do? If you don't know any big man, what will you do? If you don't have anybody who hold your hand and take you to the top, what do you do? And David said, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I sense in my spirit that there are many of you seated here. You are in a situation where you don't know where to look. You can't see a solution on the left. You can't see a solution on the right. You can't see a solution in front of you. You can't see a solution behind you. But I challenge you to look above. There is a solution that is coming from above. A solution that is coming from a heavenly perspective. And when that solution comes, it is going to be a permanent solution. Men's solutions can be temporary. Men's solutions can be for a season. But when God steps into a matter and he solves it, it is solved forever. The Bible says, he whom the son sets free is free indeed. If you believe that is your person, shout yes. David encouraged himself in the Lord. 
And very soon I'll show you how to encourage yourself in the Lord. After he had wept, stayed in the realm of emotions. He said, now I'll encourage myself. Why have you been weeping about that breakup for one whole year? What is the point? One lady came to me crying. A gentleman had left her. Crying. She said, I can't live without him. So I decided to ask her a very sarcastic question. I said, what is his name? And she mentioned a name. I said, I thought you would say he's called Oxygen. Because all of us, Oxygen is what we can't live without. Once he is not called Oxygen, it means you can't live without him. How long did you go out with him? One year. How old are you? She mentioned 20 something years. That means all the years that you were there without him, you were not living. What were you doing? You were existing. Or you were just being there. Why should you weep over that thing for one year? You must encourage yourself in the Lord and move on. David in his weeping was in the realm of the soul. In the realm of emotions. But as believers, our place is not the realm of the soul. It didn't say walk in the soul. It didn't say walk in the flesh. He said walk in the spirit. And so David decided to migrate from the realm of the soul and enter the realm of the spirit. That was when he called Abiata and said, bring me the effort. Because now he was moving from the realm of the soul and entering into his priesthood office. And you and I, the Bible says that God has made us priests and kings. That means you are a king, you are a priest. You can't remain in the realm of the soul, the realm of emotions. There are some people who just enjoy having a pity party. They just enjoy remembering all the bad things that have happened to them. And they are sad and they want to cry. And they want everybody to pamper them. That is not the realm the child of God is supposed to be in. You must be living in the spirit, walking in the spirit, breathing in the spirit, doing everything in the spirit. And so David said, bring me the effort. Bring me the effort. I'm now going to enter the spirit. I've been in the realm of emotions for too long. I can't continue to stay here in the realm of the emotions. So when they brought the effort, the Bible said, and David inquired of the Lord. He said, shall I pursue these people? And this statement taught me how deep David was as a man of God. I'm sure if it was me or you, we wouldn't ask God whether we should go. Come on, we are talking about wives here. We are talking about children here. And you know you have the ability. Even if Goliath were able to kill, how much more these Amalekites? But the Bible said, David inquired of the Lord. He asked God, should I go? pursue the truth no wonder he was called the man after God's own heart when he said the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want a staff and a rod are supposed to be corrective tools in the hands of the shepherd for the sheep the staff has a curve at the end so when the sheep goes astray they hook the neck of the sheep and they pull him back into the flock it is not a comfortable thing. 
The rod is like a cane. When you start going astray, they'll use the rod to hit you and bring you back. But this guy understood God and understood his relationship with God so much that he could open his mouth and make a deep statement. Like thy rod and thy staff, instead of giving me pain, they comfort me. This is a deep man. How can a cane comfort you? A cane is supposed to make you cry. It's supposed to make you rebellious. But he said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He inquired of the Lord, shall I go and pursue? What it means is that it's not everything you lose that you must go and chase. There are some things when they go, you must let them go. That some people when they go you must let them go all that is happening is that a vacuum is being created for something bigger for something better for something more powerful for something more sustainable to come into your life let them go that failed relationship let it go A vacuum is being created for somebody better. Somebody who will treat you better. For somebody who, who will cherish you better. To come in. Joseph lost his coat of many colors. But that marked the beginning of a process God was taking him through. The process of the pit. Potiphar's house. Prison. Prime minister. He lost the coat of many colors. That sometimes you lose certain things and it is the beginning of a process. A process that will end with something bigger. Because when he lost his coat of many colors, that coat placed him on top of his family. But by the time the process was over and he was standing in front of Pharaoh, when his gift spoke and Pharaoh decided to confer authority on him, the Bible said this time it wasn't a coat of many colors. He gave him a robe which placed him on top of an entire nation. And not just a robe, he added a gold chain and he added a signet ring. So that gentleman that is gone, you think you have lost so big because he's handsome. But if you accept God's process and you will go through God's process and you'll be patient enough for God to finish his process with you, by the end of the process, another one will come and it will not just be a handsome guy. He will be handsome and he will be rich and he will be anointed. He will be godly. He will be gentle. If you believe that, shout yes. There is something called the process. And the stages of the process are not always pleasant. You think it was pleasant going into the pit for Joseph? No. When you have had a dream that you are going to be a big man? No. So David inquired of the Lord. And now let me show you two ways in which you can encourage yourself in the Lord. One. Remember your past victories. remember your past victories there have been times when you have been down and the Lord has seen you through 
There have been times when the chips are down and God just lifted you up. There are times when you fought certain battles. Look, Christianity is full of battles. The Bible says, from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violence shall take it by force. The apostle Peter said, be sober and be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, walketh about like a roaring lion, seeking whom may devour. The prophet Isaiah said, every battle of the warrior shall be with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this battle shall be with burning and fuel of fire. But I believe in your life there have been some victories. Those days when you are down, remember those victories. Remember the time that the Lord lifted up your head. Remember the time that the Lord lifted up your hand. Remember that time where you were down and out but the Lord came through for you. And so I believe David was there and he remembered the time he encountered Goliath. He remembered that this was a man. Every general, every colonel, every brigadier in the army of Israel was afraid of him. They did not want to attempt to encounter this man in any way. But David, who had been anointed by God, had a different spirit. He saw this man and he said, why are you people standing there and allowing this man to defy the armies of the Lord? Give me a chance and let me go to fight him. The brothers shut him down. They said, keep quiet. You are a small boy. You have not even been trained to fight. You've not even been trained for war. Why are you trying to make noise? Why are you being a two no boy? He saw that these people were not the ones who would give him the authority. And so he went to the king himself and he said, king, this man is making too much noise. I want you to give me the chance to go to fight him king said you are but a youth you have not been to the military academy you don't know how to swing a sword you don't know battle tactics so why should I give you the chance to go to fight this Philistine and David remembered somebody say David remember he said one day I was with my father's sheep and a bear came took one of the lambs I pursued it I caught it I smote it I delivered the lamb another time a lion came I pursued it I caught it I smote it I delivered the lamb the same God who delivered the bear the same God who delivered the lion shall deliver this uncircumcised philistine into my hands i came to tell somebody that the same god who healed you when you were sick the same god who lifted up your hands when you thought you were defeated the same god who lifted up your head when you thought you were down the same god who gave you the power to overcome that setback that same god is going to empower you that same god is going to anoint you same God is going to give you the strength to overcome this Goliath that is ahead of you if you believe that is your portion and that the spirit of victory and the spirit of the overcomer is upon you shout yes recount your past victories I believe as he started recounting faith began to well up in his heart hope began to well up in his heart he said no I cannot cry anymore you see in this situation you can decide to be a whaler but I am not going to continue to be a whaler I am shifting shifting 
from the realm of being a whaler and I'm entering the realm of being a prevailer tonight in the name of Jesus anything that is causing you to weep anything that is giving you tears anything that is giving you sleepless nights I charge you by the message of God and by the spirit of God that you shift from the realm of being a whaler and enter the realm of being a prevailer I don't see whalers in front of me I don't see weaklings in front of me I don't see defeated Christians in front of me I don't see downtrodden people ahead of me I see people who are wielding the sword of Jehovah I see warriors in the house I see prevailers in the house and if you are one of those prevailers and you are not going to be a winner lift up your voice and shout yes you are a prevailer you are not a winner you are not defeated because you are a child of God Satan cannot have dominion over you there is a reason why he is presented as a prince most of the time. The prince of the power of the air. The prince of this world. The prince of this and that. That is because even in the natural, the prince doesn't have absolute authority so long as the king is still alive. And I came to submit to you tonight. I came to announce to you tonight that the king himself is still alive. The king of kings and the lord of lords himself is still alive. He is not dead. He is still seated on his throne. He is still all powerful. He is Jehovah El Gibor. Jehovah Adonai our sovereign God. The one who rules in the affairs of men. And the good news is that we are sons of this king. We are children of this king. And we are princes also. The difference between our being princes and the devil's being a prince is that he is a disinherited prince. But you and I are heirs of the father and joint heirs with Christ. And if you believe you are one of those overcomers, lift up your voice and shout yes. You are a prevailer and not a whaler. You are shifting from the realm of a whaler. You are entering the realm of a prevailer. You are entering the realm of a victor. You are entering the realm of a conqueror. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I believe by now something started welling up in David. And the second way of encouraging yourself in the Lord is to remember who your God is. Sometimes when Satan brings these back, his aim is that you will see him bigger than God. But that is when you lift up your voice and say, at the center of it all. Can somebody help me? It's you that I see. It's you that I see. It's you that I see It's you that I see There is power in me There is power in your name And when you are singing like this The devil becomes angry He says this person is supposed to be crying This person is supposed to be cursing God But how come he's lifting up the name of God 
spirit down but he's still lifting up the name of his God Nigerian song, Kabi Osio, 
And yet it means the unquestionable God. The lady said she had gone to the notice board to look at the exam results. And she had failed two papers. Instead of looking for a phone to call some guy to give her comfort. She was in the university at that time. She just ran into the school chapel and fell in front of the altar. And that was when God gave her the song. Please help me to sing it. somebody asked this God for his name and he gave him a blank check a blank check is like a check that has been signed so whatever you want you place it in there he said my name is I am that means there is some space left there whatever you want me to be I will be for you when you are sick and you need healing I become Jehovah Rapha the Lord your healer when you are confused 
and you need direction in life I become Jehovah Rohi the Lord your shepherd when you are in need and you need the Lord to provide for you he becomes Jehovah Jireh the Lord your provider when you are in battle he becomes Jehovah Nisi the Lord our banner when you are in a war he becomes Jehovah Sabaoth he is the El Kippur the King of Kings the Lord of Lords the wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting Father the Prince of Peace he is he who dwells in an unapproachable light unto him be all the glory all the power all the honor forever he is the great physician who in ophthalmology opened the blind eyes in ENT he caused the deaf to hear and he caused the dumb to speak in orthopedics he caused the cripples to walk in gynecology he healed a woman with the issue of blood in pediatrics he healed Jairus's daughter in geology he is the rock of ages even in catering he is the bread of life in law he is our great advocate the one who stands and speaks for us when the enemy accuses us because of the finished work of the cross because of the work of the blood he is the great economist who was first with a difficult economic situation All the power, all the 
believe David was charged up like you are feeling charged up in your spirit right now it is not a mere emotion what is happening to you and what you are feeling in your spirit right now is not a mere emotion it is warrior mode activated the warrior in you is being brought back alive the warrior in you is being resurrected so this time around God told David he said my boy I know what you are capable of doing listen to these instructions pursue overtake and without fail not maybe not perhaps not per adventure but by all means and without fail recover it all and tonight I see the warrior in somebody coming up somebody who has lost the will to fight somebody who has lost the will to continue to battle but I came to remind somebody that there was a man called Samson the Philistines thought they were finished with him they took him they took off his eyes they cut off his ears they put him in chains and put him in a prison but in the fullness of time the Bible said his hair began to grow I see somebody's hair growing back I see somebody's hair growing back I see somebody's hair growing back and like how Samson took authority and took power and broke those chains and killed more Philistines than he did in his lifetime I came to tell somebody that your comeback is greater than your setback there is a sevenfold restoration that is coming your way I don't care what time you wasted doing bad things I don't care what time you wasted in wrong relationships I don't care what time you wasted, wasted doing the wrong things in the natural and in the world they say time that has been lost can never be recovered but when I look at my Bible that is not what I see because God himself said I shall restore unto you the years the years the years the years that the canker worm has eaten the years that the locust has eaten the years that the palmer worm has eaten the years that the caterpillars have eaten and tonight I prophesy I prophesy unto somebody's life that you may have wasted time doing the wrong thing you may have lost some opportunities in the past but tonight there is a restoration there is a restoration there is a restoration the warrior in you is coming back alive lift up your voice begin to pray lift up your voice lift up your voice the victory belongs to Jesus. Can I have the intercessors behind me? Wasted time. Wasted years. Western opportunities are coming back.
and tap into the anointing for the sevenfold restoration. I hear sevenfold restoration. Because the Bible says the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And the Bible said when a thief is caught, he is made to replenish that which he has stolen sevenfold. Tonight, there is a 700% restitution. In the name of Jesus. We are not talking about just restoration here. Restoration is when what you lost, exactly that is given back unto you. The Bible said, give and it shall be given back unto you. That is restoration. But then when you move into the realm of restitution, he said, a good measure, pressed down, shaking together, yes, running over. And tonight somebody is moving into the place of the running over. Somebody is moving into the place of the overflow. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Forever and ever. Sevenfold restoration. And when we zoom into that prayer. Pray with every aggression in you. Why do you think the Bible says when a devil leaves somebody's life and today devils are leaving people's lives. Yes, devils pursuing people's destinies. Devils telling people's destinies. Devils bringing stagnation in people's lives. Are leaving people's lives. It says when a devil leaves it goes and brings seven stronger than itself. The Bible says the enemy shall come in one way but he shall flee in seven different ways. That means by the time the Lord has finished dealing with the devil and he's living your life, he came in through one door but by the time he's living, he would have been forced to create seven new doors for you. And out of these seven new doors, demons can come in but tonight demons are prohibited it is goodness that is coming out of one it is mercy that is coming out of one it is anointing that is coming out of one it is grace that is coming out of one it is favor that is coming out of one it is prosperity that is coming out of one it is giftings that are coming out of one and tonight you want to lift up your hand and say Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, say tonight, 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 tonight I, receive I receive the sevenfold, the sevenfold restoration, restoration in the name, in the name of, Jesus. of Jesus, in the name, in the name of, Jesus. of Jesus, anything, anything the enemy, enemy has stolen, stolen from me, from me tonight. tonight. I pursue. I pursue. I overturn. I overtake. I recover. I recover. I recover. I recover. I recover. I recover. Anything. Anything. The enemy. The enemy has stolen. Has stolen from my ministry. From my ministry. From my family. From my family. From my career. From my career. From my life. From my life. Tonight. Tonight. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. By the power. By the power. Of prayer. Of prayer. By the power. By the power of the blood, of the blood. I, recover. I recover, 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 lift up your voice, begin to recover. 
from the time of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffered foul the foul shall take it by force acceleration in this place Jesus. Jesus oh Jesus wherever there has been stagnation in your life wherever there has been stagnation in your ministry wherever there has been stagnation in your academics in your career and in your pursuits in life Tonight, divine acceleration is coming upon you. In the name of Jesus. And this is the word of the Lord to you. Amos 9.13 This kind of thing, it only takes supernatural acceleration for it to happen. Mm. He said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, mm. and the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed, normally when you have harvested grapes people tread on the grapes for wine but this is what the lord is saying things will move so fast that the treader of grapes will overcome the one who sows the seed yes, lord. 
that means even before you put the seed in the ground even before you start toiling there is a harvest that is waiting for you Jesus. this is the exact opposite of stagnation in the name it of is Jesus. divine acceleration yes, Lord. just as the spirit of God came upon Elijah and the Bible said he ran ahead of the king's chariot mm. I don't know where you are behind in life mm. I don't know where you are behind in ministry Jesus. I don't know where you are behind in your academics yes, I don't know where you are behind in your career mm. but tonight receive that spirit that came upon Elijah mm. that caused him to run ahead of the king's chariot lift up Jesus. your voice and tap into that but anointing that right now in the name of Jesus Tonight we want to send some shivers down the spine of the devil. Jesus. We want to cause an earthquake in hell. Mm. In spiritual warfare, ordinary things can be amplified in the spirit and they can become deadly weapons of warfare. Mm. Four lepers were walking around one day just taking a walk. But the Lord magnified the sound, the amplitude of their footsteps such that the enemy's army had it as a mighty army and they got afraid. Mm. Tonight we are going to do something prophetic. Yes, we are going to cause an earthquake in hell. In the name Man. of Jesus. Wherever the ropes that are holding you and causing the stagnation mm. are, whether it's from your father's house or from your mother's house. Look, when we talk about household wickedness, some pastors, that's all they can preach. Me, I don't believe in that one. But the truth is that there is household wickedness. Mm. It is not in every home, but in some home, the a fearful thing is true. Mm. Jesus himself said, a man's enemy shall be from his own household. Mm. That's Jesus speaking. The first premature death recorded in history. Abel, it was his own family member. The betrayal of Joseph and him being sold into Egypt. It was his own brothers. So these things do exist. Tonight, any injunction that has been placed, yes, any ropes that are tying you, come on, and causing stagnation and preventing acceleration. Come on now. Tonight, as we do this prophetic act, wherever there are gatherings, wherever there are meetings. Wherever there are plottings against your progress, Jesus. against your ministry, Jesus. against your church, yes, let the voice of God thunder. Amen. Let there be lightning. The let there be shaking. Let there be shifting. Let there be an earthquake. In the name of Jesus. And this is what we are going to do. 
It may sound like we are joking, but strongholds are going to come down. Yes, Lord. In Ghana, when you want to intimidate somebody, what do you say? You say, hey. Today we are going to do a prophetic hey in this place. Just as the leper's footsteps were amplified, our hey together is going to be amplified in the realm of the spirit. We are telling the devil, devil, stay off. Devil, keep off. I'm drawing a bloodline today. You dare not cross this bloodline. So when I say release a single hey, then you all shout hey. When I say release a double hey, say hey, hey, a triple hey, 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 hey. Is somebody ready to cause the devil to shake? Yes, Is somebody ready to cause some principalities to shake? Is somebody ready to cause an earthquake? Is somebody ready to cause a shift? Release a single hey! Another one! Another one! Release a double hey! A double hey! A double hey! A double hey! A triple hey! Yes, Lord. If a simple shout can cause walls of Jericho that can be as thick as somebody's house for Rahab to have a house in it to come crumbling down tonight, your hay and your thunder clap will cause walls of limitations, will cause walls of limitations, will cause walls of limitations to break in the name of Jesus. So, now when I say a single hay, it's not just hay, so as the hay is going plus a clap, hey. You understand? If you clap out of ten, you are suspect. Yes. Yet today, right? Yesterday, interestingly, when we started singing, Wahamanati, Ana Humanity, and I said, this is prophetic. It means every Ahuma that is holding your destiny. Every rope that is tying your destiny, every rope that is holding you back, is tearing tonight in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout in his blood. Is somebody ready to do hey plus thunder clap? Is somebody ready? Is somebody ready? Release a single hey. Another one. Another one. A double hey. A double hey. A double hey. A triple hey. 
give the Lord a shout. Hey, we declare tonight that every stronghold is falling. Every high thing is coming down. Every stronghold is falling in the name of Jesus. Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You have overcome. You have every high thing saved. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown.
reason why I lift my hands and why I lift my voice and why I sing to you. I say, You are the reason I'm alive today. Come on, and I am here to say it's all because of you. You are the reason, say. Jesus. 
Him with eagle's wings. Adonai. You ain't on high. And we will rise. Say in the name of Jesus. Adonai. You reign. Do you know why? The name of Jesus. Overflow, 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 overflow